Hey, unofficial private podcast, just notes, captain's log, whatever. What if the United States is Israel? And we have geography, like, jacked up in terms of spiritually where things are. You know that things have been renamed, misnamed, and you know you know how there's like a Memphis in two places, and there's Athens in a couple of places, Georgia in a couple of places. What if the United States is Israel, and we are Israel right here? Just food for thought. I mean, like, what if it's, what if Israel over there is not the real Israel? And I don't know if you guys, you know how I always look at names? I know the word itself is Isis, Ra, and El. That is what Israel is. But it also spells the two words. I don't know. Let me, let me rewind that back for people. It might have been too fast. If you don't know that when you take apart the word Israel, you you have Isis is Isis Ra, the Son. Only through the Son can we reach the Father. El, so the house of El, right? And when you look at it in English, it's is real. Is real. Like I'm real and you're real. Is real. So it's almost like the real people of God is real. It's real. I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about what's in plain sight that we may not we may not be marinating on yet hmm. alright I'm watching a video I don't know if you guys I, I don't know what how you guys experience me I don't know if you interface if you're just watching and they got cameras I don't know but if you are watching this video with me and you saw the previous channel that I was looking at which I think is called Rose Hannah right I'm going to teach you right now how to recognize reptilians. And somebody said something today, I can't tell you who, that, that made it even more clear. It said that they're all, the oh, David Ike was saying that they're always looking around like, like, let's say somebody has an illegal drug operation, right? And they're cooking up drugs or whatever. And they got somebody posted outside as the lookout. And this is like their whole stash for like ever. And they all need to live on it or whatever. And it's like serious and intense like that. You know how a drug dealer acts like somebody that might be on it, but also like 
looking out for the money and the business and everything. That's exactly how reptilians look. You can tell which ones, like, they're always around the puppets. I don't know if they're the puppets are human or hybrid or clone. I don't know that. But the people that are always around them have this stare. It is like a dead on kind of stare that has no conscience and no soul. And you can look around the person and there's always one of them standing behind them or in front of them. They're usually the handlers. But I'm looking at the C-SPAN video of Donald Trump being signed in and I literally can see two people in the crowd behind him with that dead on stare that are watching everything like they're guarding stuff so that nothing goes wrong. It's like hyper alert, like, 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 I don't endorse drugs, I don't take drugs, but like a, another person, one of their friends would be like, dude, do you need a quaalude? Because you look like you are like, you need to calm down. You know, like they have this hyper, hyper, like they're going to be seen. And we are on the verge because we broke through the deception of the transgender agenda, which I think we finally all have. We're not here to disrespect people or hurt our fellow human beings, but it was a necessary part of our waking up is for us to be able to tell who that process has been done to and who might have suffered MK Ultra as a result of that and be used against humanity um, for their purposes. So seeing through that deception was huge because now that you can, I mean, I hate to say it, I mean, what happened to me is happening to so many people when you look at certain movies and you can't suspend your animation anymore because you know you're looking at a dude. Yeah, I mean, you just, you know the truth is like right in front of you, right? But it's like, even with the old movies, I'm seeing it, but I can kind of still watch it, you know? But going back to They Live, right? Because it's not, the older movies, I don't, they're not blatant satanic the way that these movies are right now. I mean, they, they all have it. Like, I Love Lucy, even. That's, I Love Lucifer, that's what that is. I can't even believe I even had to explain that to say that word. It's like, God, I want to wash my mouth out. But um, what was I saying about that? Um, TV, um you don't understand the toll that it takes. And we all need to, to do some serious self-care. And for every bit of analysis on Pizzagate and the SRA abuse, we've got to have time away, either in nature or quiet meditation, where we put as much 
of the Father, of the Heavenly Father, and the sunlight into our consciousness that equal in equal amounts or more than what we're, we are being bombarded by them. And so many people are unconscious that we are being bombarded through like commercials even. Like that's why I don't even like television. And I had to, it said one free month of YouTube without commercials because every time I turned around was some commercial about some crippling disease or some something negative or something bad. And I was like, I don't care what content I'm getting. It's not worth this subliminal programming. That's what I decided. That's why I turned the TV off. And even when my dad's not here and I could sneak back and look at some of my favorite actors from Young and the Restless or whatever it is that I'm looking at, you know, I can't even sneak back and look. I can't even backslide because the commercials speak in such their spells of negativity, you know, and I feel like the um, the news is definitely just uh, it's just toxic. So I can't even watch any of that, you know, so I just have to be right now. I am. Um, you know how God can prepare you for something and be doing something in your life and you don't even know what he's doing. It's like I have literally been studying movies for 20 years not just movies, all kinds of media and comparing them and doing all this kind of work. And I knew that I wanted to do an inter arts. I wanted to bring ev- my, I feel like my contribution is to correlate all the information and explain the relationship of everything to everything. That's, that's what I feel that I'm here to do. It's, it's, it's not about it's about explaining what it means in between everything, the connections and stuff like that. So anyway, what was I going to say? That, um, oh, getting through that, the first level of deception was the transgender thing. And now, now that we see through that, I think that the next level, people are now ready for the next level. It's like when you practice a new skill and it's like you already feel like you're mastering that and you're ready for the next skill, right? That next level of discernment, like we're going through, we're going through levels in the discernment game, you know? This, this whole thing is a video game that we're in the matrix or whatever. So we passed level one of discernment and it took a lot to get some, as many of us in the collective and that have a spiritual awareness. It, it was some heavy lifting to get this many of us. Like, do you see what I see? Yeah, girl. I see. Look how, do you see what's over there? Yeah. You know, I see what, and we're seeing it now, you know, without much ado, and if 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 it takes one ripple in the ocean to affect waves a gazillion miles away, if this many of us are awake for the first time, I'm starting to feel a little bit confident that just with today, 
And just in the past couple of hours, I'm like, wait a second. If this many of us are really awake, then that means people that we are concerned about on the left and in the middle, they're not stupid. They're not stupid. They just need the slam dunk to really see. So, so what they need, this is what, I, this is what I got from today. So you see me laying down for an hour or two, and oh, she's not doing anything. I'm, I'm moving mountains in my sleep. I'm moving mountains. Um, and I'm not bragging. I'm just explaining to you my process. So... And I'm not even sleeping. I'm, I'm in some kind of state. But anyway. So what is necessary to get them where we are? And then we're going, we're going to level two in the game. And they're going to go from zero to level one. Okay? And level one is, I would definitely say, the transgender thing. So, and... and understand or just being able to see it first of all with your eyes it's totally 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 they live right so the second layer in the discernment uh aspect of the game that that's what the the game board is 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 you're the player you're player one and it's we every time like like let's say no matter what level you on right you can be in different environments, okay? And it's what, what aspects, what powers that you've got activated when we're in the different environments. Well, now, now that we can recognize bogeys, that level one, level two in the discernment game is being able to recognize it pretty much with the quickness through propaganda, Meaning they don't get halfway through the sentence and we already know the game. We see a movie. We see the game. So many people are discerned, are are just knocking, just breaking down these movies. And I'm talking about everybody, black, white, Asian. Everybody's got a video of their culture or whatever it is that they watch. And they are breaking it down for all of us in the collective. And it's fantastic. Because we're just getting so much crisscrossing over. And some people are like, yeah, you know they saw that other video. I can tell when one person has seen, gotten some information from somebody else. And then they go and they jumped on that and they found something else. And then somebody else saw both of those things and came up with something else. That is, that is really, that puts these quantum computers that they're bragging about to shame. Because we're then able to explain it to each other in even more ways. And we're saying more than we even understand what we're saying. Any little piece that you have of it, don't devalue it. Even if you see it's 10 views, you just, we don't know what kind of ripple effects we're having. We don't even know what kind of ripple effects we're having all around the world. We don't even know. Because we don't get see anything honest reverberated back and for so long that was my a lot for me when when you saw me being really uh aggressive it was because the reality around me was so false 
between who I really am and what they were trying to tell me I was and what they were trying to tell me that the world was. And and I knew they were tapping my house and doing all this stuff. And nobody, nobody was on the same page that I was. And I mean, nobody, even the people I loved most. So it was like an unreality. And that is a level in the game. That's like uh, the second level in the game is, okay, you passed the first, first reality, you can now recognize bogeys. So now the second is we change the environment on you. And the bogeys may be in different disguises. And they may look totally different now. But you've grown and we've grown in our discernment. So we're like, wait a second. That's the same same technique that they're using on us, but in a different way. In other words, they change the setting, but you see it's the same nonsense. They change the person. They change the puppet. They change the costume, but you can see through it. They do, they're doing it in print. Let's say, let's go specifically to the propaganda. I'm just going to give you metaphors, right? So now they're putting it in print. Every single magazine is a propaganda tool. There's nothing innocent. There's not one word that we're seeing in print about anyone or anything that hasn't been predetermined and decided. And every single time that I start telling you guys something, the rats start acting up. So I'm like, are they activating these creatures in this house? I don't, I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. I have the faith of the Father, and I'm just going to block that out right now. But so let's go back. We're in the game. We're in the game with the uh, decurnment, <laughs> as some people like to say. Um, what was I going to tell you about that? So, yeah. So, not only it could be, how do you know you're in the second level of the game? They change the environment and the bogeys look different, meaning instead of being in Avatar world, you're now in Klingon world. But it's the same bogeys. They just look totally different, and it's a different paradigm, okay? So they change certain things on you, but you start to recognize that it's the same techniques. Then you look at, you guys are going to just start noticing this week, everybody is going to start noticing. I think we're going to bring up people that just got into level one to level two incredibly fast because what's going to happen is we're going to look at these magazines, we're going to look at these newspapers, and we're going to start seeing, first of all, part of the environment, what I'm talking to you about is visuals, the lying using visuals and symbology to lie to your face. Now that you can recognize the transgender agenda, when you see a magazine, you're going to look at it, you're going to know exactly what's going on, and you're going to know the agenda. When you read through the articles, you're going to see the craftiness with which they write to teach and ingrain narcissism, like, like teaching it. 
Like it's a thing to be narcissistic and to be materialistic and to be consumer, consumeristic and to, um, and to idealize, to teach you how to idealize, not merit-based, not merit-based um, appreciation, but kind of like um, the right to rule is very much um, the theory behind it is this person is just perfect because of how they look or because of their bloodline or where they were raised. And then there's like, oh, we wish we were this person. And so much that increases that, that, space in between who you are supposed to be as a human being and your worth and your value and who this person is in comparison to you. You're going to be able to feel it because it's going to feel wrong because that's the other thing that's pushing us to level three. When you're level three, I'll tell you how you know you're in level three is when you realize that you were turned around about who you are. Like you could be a confident person. And if you've been bombarded enough by this kind of propaganda that I'm talking about and the false images of like for women, just you will never look like that. First of all, no one will ever look like that unless you have at least $200,000 to spend on plastic surgery. So... Level one is, under, is being able to see who's who. Level two, they change the environment, but they're using the same techniques. Level three, you begin to remember who you are. Meaning, when you read that article and they're telling you that this person is this and this and this, and they have like really nothing to base this idolatry that they want you to have or this concept of why whatever they're pushing on you is virtuous and this way of thinking they're pushing you into a way of thinking and it's different from your regular values and you are going to be able to feel it and know the difference and be like wait a second those aren't my values you're assuming that you know my values so so when you read that comic book and you're like Whoever wrote this does not know me. They think that they know me. And they think that the technique that they're using has got me, but it doesn't got me. It doesn't have me because it's not true. And that's the aha moment. Aha, aha. And now I'm doing, I'm seeing them doing these stupid hand signs so much. I got, I'm such a, I pick up everything. But anyway, but that's probably what they do. Aha, they probably do that. But anyway, um, the woman that I met on the train that saw the advertisement of, um, God, I can't remember his name. He was in Barbershop, Cedric the Entertainer, and this other guy. It was called The Neighborhood, right? And it was almost like I was looking at it. It was, it was a picture on the wall. She was looking at it. She... She heard me mumble something and she looked at me and we both looked at each other. And we both said, 
because it was level two in the game. That's not true. What they're visually telling us about the relationship between black people and white people, it did not resonate. That was not the truth of our experience and our common uh, cultural experience. It was not true. And we picked up on that visual lie. So we graduated past level two in the discernment game to level three. And that's where inside of us, it, it's like the world goes, Shoop! and it goes 360. And then you're just like, wait a second. All of this is, this isn't real. Not, not like, not more than the environment. Instead of you seeing out to in your focus, like let's say you're a camera and you're looking from out your perspective, out to the inside, like everything outside of me is important and is relevant and is special and has, is imbued with some kind of quality, some kind of is smart, is fantastical, is whatever. And then I come back to little me, okay? So instead of seeing it like that, all of a sudden, you're going to see from your inside, your divine light out, okay? And then it's from you to the outside, your, from your perspective first to the outside. And that's when you know that you are sovereign. You, you, you are in control of your thinking and your perception because you're saying, wait a second, that's not me. I know what me is. I know what me believes. I believe in, you know, I believe in the most high. I, I don't believe in eating people. You know, I don't believe in, in these values that are on here, like the young people that they try to show as total slut bags or whatever, you know, and, and you're a young person, you're looking at that and it's just showing you confusion and just lost and broken and all these stories that just are not true. It's not, that's not where it's at, you know? So that third level is where you start to remember who you are. And I don't mean that like, uh, do what thou wilt, you are a God and you are the, I don't mean that. I mean that you are self, you are yourself and you know the values and the traditions and whatever that you've learned in your life, your truth. You know that that picture, that that story, that that dialogue, that that propaganda article, whatever it is, it does not resonate with the truth that lives inside of you and the truth that you can recognize in anything. And I always go back to it. You don't have to know zilch about opera. You can hear Pavarotti and you hear the truth. You, you know, oh, that's good. That's good opera. You don't know nothing about opera, but you hear that and you're like, anybody off the street, they would know that it's good. It's going gonna, it's gonna to connect with you. There's some kind of truth in it. You don't know jazz. You hear Ella's voice. You hear there's something pure in it. There's something in it. And I'm not idealizing them. I'm talking about that divine quality. And even in people that probably were Masons or whatever, people like Shakespeare, 
you can read some stuff and there's a truth in it and it 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 resonates with your human experience with who 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 you are and what you've experienced in your personal life and you're you're in game 3 and you're on level 3 and you've taken your perspective back you've taken your point of view back and you read an article or you see a picture or someone you go to a party and someone smiles in your face and they they got it they look like they got it all or whatever but you really start listening to what they're saying and you really start looking at them you know to the cellular level and of course they're attacking me while I'm telling you this and if you're in my consciousness you could feel the pain that they just said um but whatever i'm actually starting to talk to my body i'm talking to my body and i'm going to override all of this and we all can do this we all can override all this stuff cuz this is all this is all moving particles this is virtual and we god has given us that kind of sovereignty of self that we can be like no no that is blue that is pink you got to snatch yourself back from using their answer key you know what an answer key is or or you know a symbol key where they show you if you see like when you're doing a scratch off game i don't know if you see this symbol it means this value if you see this then it means this value like that so when you know that you are on the right track and you're almost ready to hit level four is when you're like nah 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 i when when somebody tells you oh no it's this or first of all when somebody tries to tell you you're this or you're that or telling jokes in a in a way that they're assuming that their values are your values and you've, you're like, no, 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 no. You've taken your power back at that point. And you're, you're, you're really, you're, you're, you're in level four. You're not rocking out on level four. But you're like, wait a second. Neo is my cousin. <laughs> I'm not Neo yet. But, oh, Oh, I oh, I can bend the spoon. Do you know what I mean? Like totally. That's exactly what I am saying, people. Is that what I realized yesterday when I was talking to you guys? Is that it's all a game. And when they're trying to tell me, you know, um Oh God, she wants us to look at this stuff. It's so unpleasant and I can't handle it. I'm about to break. I'm broken. All this kind of stuff. There's a danger in the security of the group. There's a danger in that. Yes, it's easy to get, to, to get, the strength from that solidarity of the group. But um, there are times when the group group has been wrong for a very long time, as we know, because people have been fooled by these secret societies 
and by um, these fake people. I mean, forget, forget the transgender agenda. Forget that. Just forget that. That's not even a part of it with what I'm saying right now. Forget that altogether, right? And just realize, were there ever people that growing up or whenever, whenever, you idealize them because I don't know for some reason when you were at that age you thought they were so beautiful and you thought they were so this and you thought they were so that and then you look at them again at some point and you see that it's like smoke and mirrors and none of it is what you thought it was and you thought it was the greatest thing ever you know, and then it can also happen in reverse, where somebody that, you know, you might have been like, well, looking at them, but the time you knew them, you might have been like, this person is garbage. I wouldn't, I wouldn't look at you if you were the last person on earth. I, I'm, you know, I wouldn't be interested in you or blah, 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 blah. And then you have some kind of, exp once, you, once your eyes are open and you start to see, you know how you, you're going to know? Okay, so we're, we're in the, let's say, the second or the third, no matter what tier you are in the game, right? Something is going to happen as you reach, let's say, level B in part two. It's, uh, yeah, part, part B in level two or level three, or maybe even level four, is recognizing who, who is most like you in the game. Who could be an ally? Who could be, you know, the, your phone a friend? You know, cause um, bogeys still have disguises and uh, you still gotta get through certain levels, right? So you got to decode who who you could trust. And sometimes there's certain people we don't give them the time of day. For whatever reason we don't give them the time of day. And then after we get through realizing that the smoke in the mirror and the vampires that we thought were so beautiful that they were just dead bodies or whatever. Then we look at these real people with flaws and we say, wow, you know what? You're beautiful. You have quality. You're real. And what I mean by that is you ever see somebody that... Okay, first they were like the way God made them, right? Then they got plastic surgery, and you're like, wow, they look, they're looking good. They've moved up. And then you look at them again, and you're like, whoa, you went too far with the plastic surgery. And even though they, I'm not saying bad plastic surgery, I'm saying still good plastic surgery. But they went so far that when you look at them, they're so perfect that they don't look like their old selves. And you say to yourself, wow, 
I miss the beauty of who you were. Because who this person that I'm seeing that has a perfect nose or has a whatever, I don't, first of all, even once they get the perfect nose, I can tell this, I don't know what it's called in psychology, but I'm going to call it in my pop culture, comedian terms, Jennifer Gray syndrome, where the person went just that half a step too far. And then they look in the mirror and they don't know what they're like, who is that? Even they, even though they look perfect, they don't even necessarily connect with themselves the way that they used to. And so when they see themselves differently, then they act differently. And it's almost like looking at a completely different person. And that's the beginning of losing yourself, you know, with the, with the mask. It's gotta, you gotta know who you are when you use masks and stuff. As actors, y'all all know all about that, whatever. But sometimes I bet some of those people would be like, wow, I wasn't so bad looking before I did all this stuff. But what had happened is your mind was snatched. Your mind was snatched by this environment that was telling you that you weren't good enough or you weren't attractive or you weren't this, you weren't that, and you had to be this, and and that's going to help you get that role. Yeah, but if you no longer have that sense of you who's you and can bring that, and that mask that you're wearing is so far from anything that you can connect with that's real. I think that's actually a disability to your acting. It literally is not helping your acting. And um, I'm not trying to get off on a tangent on acting. I'm trying to show you guys what the game can do. And a glimpse there's a glimpse at the upper levels. And I need to write all this down and really come up with the theory and add it all up. But this is just, I'm freestyling and I'm, I'm kind of giving you what I'm picking up of just from myself learning. I'm growing like everybody else. And I'm not at that point yet. And I'm not sure where in the game it is. It could be a parallel level where food starts to taste different, where you start experiencing things different. Like I know I can experience different different levels of uh, clarity in terms of the water. Like I can taste the water when it's jacked up. I can feel it in my skin. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. Do you know what I mean? So there's different levels. There's different levels of awareness like in your body when you know you've taken in too much wrong stuff. There's different levels. I think that's some kind of parallel thing. I'm not certain yet, and I I don't have it perfect, and I'm not trying to have it perfect. I'm just trying to, I think that this is, if it's happening to me, it could be happening to a lot of people, the same experience of level one. Okay, every time I see a different face now, I can look at those faces and, and know, okay, okay. Is this, are they who they presenting themselves to be? 
And I mean that on multiple levels. I'm not just talking about gender. I mean people that present themselves. We now know that there are people playing different characters. And so it could be the same person playing different characters. And every day we're interacting with a lot of people that are um, playing by this phony playbook. Like a lot of people might say, I'm, I'm not on Facebook, so I'll talk about it. Sometimes people are like, oh, these fake people on Facebook. Do you know what I mean? Like who they are for real and then who they are on Facebook and then who they are depending where they are on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like that. You start you start to figure stuff out. So I think that we are waking up. And what I was saying to you guys the other day, it's still true. They're still doing air, water, and food. I know it. You know it. You know, and my whole thing is just that to make sure that we aren't just doing nothing, just taking in information and not, you know, we're talking about it, but can we talk about it in effective ways that move, move us forward? to overturning this uh, tyrannical rule over humanity. That That is the challenge. And I just dropped a crime and it's horrible. And Tony Robbins will be talking about me like a dog. Anyway, I'm just telling you. I'm just telling you. I'm just kidding, Tony. But um, seriously, we're waking up. Humanity is waking up. And I, for the first time today, I was reading through the comments. In, uh, I, I keep my eyes peeled to the intuitive uh, spiritual spiritualists. You know, I know a lot of people, are, Christians are still spooked. And I'm not going to bash anybody, whatever. Everyone has their own opinion. But there are people that just have spiritual gifts. And that's just period. And they have a lot to offer. The thousands of people out here. There's a lot of people that aren't that aren't in church or aren't doing whatever, whatever, and they're helping them. And a lot of them are Christians that believe in Christ, and they're helping people. At any rate, I was looking in chat rooms, and I could even see that people are waking up, even in the romantic relationships, just like I had to wake up. That we're in, not fantasies, but we have these now antiquated notions of what we think courtship is, what we think marriage is, and understanding why God has these partnerships here for us and what we're supposed to learn and in interacting with each other and our physical needs and all of that. And respecting each other, all of that. And I could just see that people are getting woke on the spiritual thing with relationships. And that's huge. That is 
huge. That's really, really huge. Because it's really, really crazy when you see a lot of people that recently got married, they have a kid, and then they break up. And what have they done to their lives and what have they done to their kids' lives? It happens, but I'm saying this new level of discernment that we're all coming into is going to keep us... You know what it is? It's being in the moment where when you really slow it down, slow it down. And you're in the moment and you're not planning, you know, your baby names or whatever. And you're like, no matter how good the person looks, how much money they make or whatever. We sometimes forget you still got to get to know that person. You still have to be compatible. No matter how good it looks on paper. Or how good it looks printed. You know, your pictures look on Instagram. There still has to be some real respect. Mutual give and take. Mutual interests. In, like, conversation. In terms of, like, you're going to want to talk to that person every day. When stuff goes down, is that the person that you want to have to turn to for help or whatever? Is that person going to be there? Blah, 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 blah. X, Y, Z. And if everything that I went through, whatever, that was public, I do feel like people went through it with me. And I bet they were going through their own versions, you know. And we know that these energy cycles and and tying up these karmic cycles and these retrograde periods, we know that's not just happening to us, it's happening to everybody. So what's kind of cool is that a bunch of us are going, a bunch of us are going from level two to three together. A bunch of us are going from level three to four together. So... What does that mean? I read in the chat, somebody said, are we a collective? And I laughed because I'm like, our perspective when we talk about this, which is really awesome, that we are supporting each other and um, we're just, we're just, it's nice. Whatever it is, it's nice. And I like that more than this hive mind thing. So both have share the quality of people in cooperation, people communicating, people uh, having intimate sharing and stuff. But one is intrusive and doesn't respect other people and is just very parasitic and not healthy and the other one is like like being in a class with your best friends as you all grow and learn in different ways 
And if if our collective experience, because I was like, this utopian future, you know, I was like, is it going to be boring if we all have access to the same information? We're all trying to do the same thing. That's boring. But when it's everybody on their own mission, but we're sharing information to grow in different ways and accomplish different things, then that's exciting. Because then the collaboration's like, oh man, she's over there, she's doing that. Well, can I bring this over there to that? See, that's hot. That's exciting. And that's what I see people, a lot of people doing with their videos and with their information. And that's cool. But hive mind is not cool. Where we're like, you can't think that, you can't ask that. You know, and, and just like, we all have to believe this or we're not Christian or we're not this and we're not... You know, it just is just, I don't know. There's a way to be a collective. And have we even thought about that? You know, how do we redefine our identity? There's group identity and there's individual identity. And these are things that we, we are sophisticated enough, sensitive enough, aware enough, sensual enough that we can have our eyes open as we enter these new levels of awareness and we ascend higher and higher in the game towards self-mastery and truly living, you know, that, um, that we can, we can, we can have conscious creating, conscious creating, which is cool. S is cult. Anyway, I, I just like the K's right there. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Anyway, because I, I was just like, oh, gosh, do we want to be a society where everybody's doing the same thing, trying to look the same way? And, and, and then I was like, no, that is part of the transhumanizing thing. Like what's going on in some of the Asian countries where... There's some ideal picture that they're taking to all the doctors. We all want to look like this. So it's not just attaining your best look. It's there's one best look. And that's scary. That's Stepford Wives. But when it's each of us just trying to enhance and be the best of our individual self, as opposed to I'm making a mess. I'm not perfect. I'm not trying to be. And something really fascinates me about imperfection. But anyway. It's another conversation. Um, anyway. Comedy has flaws. Or rather flawed people are the characters. That are the most fun to play. In comedy that is. Anyway. What was I saying? I don't know. I I need to go to bed. But I think that there's something there with that. And that um, we're going to have all kinds of people offering information. I think we're probably going to have young people that are just going to come up. And they didn't go to school. And they didn't go here. And they didn't go there. Although... I definitely value school and education, and I suggest it to everyone. There are some people that are just going to get downloaded information as they start to see through 
the false, false aspects of this human experience. We're going to just have some people that are going to reveal some stuff, you know? And it might upset the, the apple cart a little bit. The hierarchy and the way that, you know, we've always known things to go. The hierarchy, and there's another word for it, but I can't think of it now. The, the whole way that things are set up, the way that things are set up, and the rules and the this and the that. <gasps> Excuse me. They haven't changed yet, but we're going to see some changes. And that's, I guess, treading carefully because people in very comfortable positions get nervous when things are, everybody gets nervous when things are not, you know, when things are in transition and we just don't know, you know, and that's the exciting part. So what I'm saying to you, oh, recognize this bogey and recognize that. I'm not trying to make you sad or to uh, be Debbie Downer or anything. I'm trying to be the oracle in the game and you're Neo. And I'm trying to tell you, when you get there, they're going to look, they're going to be ugly as this and they're going to scare the crap out of you. And then that's when you got to stick your foot in their head. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm not trying to bring you down or like some some girl is saying not not about me or to me but about something oh i found the crumbs somebody was like when you when when we say we like this and then you say it's not that's satanic we don't like when you talk about an america horror story is bad because the baby has blood on and got demons and we thought it was like it's like having Halloween all year round, and we like it. And then when you say it, that we seem like really sick and maladjusted and probably broken or something. Yeah. And it's not about judging, but we got to have some standards in society that come on. Come on, babies are off limits, y'all. Babies, pets, grandmas. You know, tell our Kelly somebody, grandmas are off limits. There's just certain things that if we don't protect the sanctity of it, we're just going to have just a hot mess, basically. And that's what we've got right now. And a lot of people like that because then they can just do whatever, do what thou wilt or whatnot. I don't know. Anyway, I think y'all got the gist of what it was that I was trying to say about the game. And just this week, you guys know that I write all the time. And journaling is so awesome. Because as we learn these lessons, I'm absolutely loving that I can look back and see what I was thinking. See what, what was my aha moment. May 5th. 2017, you know, like the fact that you can do that. And now I'm like, wow, I wish that when I had put my poems, I write so many poems, I wish that I had labeled it poem so that if I wanted to see all the poems that I had written, it would just come up. Oh, here are all the poems out of everything that you've written. So now going forward, I know that I need to organize my diary a little bit differently. And I'm going to be have different products that are going to 
help everybody do this and organize it um, in a way that I know I need to make changes and it would it would be really helpful. But if we do that with the journaling, however you write, if you write in poetry, if you just write just freestyle words, what, however, if you rap lyrics, whatever it is, street pictures, collage, montage, skits, whatever it is that you put that down as you go through this game. Because when you do a little bit of a review, you could jump, you could jump a, couple of, a couple of levels higher just by going back through your steps of how did I get to that? Not, not, not even worried about how somebody else successful got to that because everybody's like, oh, look at this person, how they got here, how they got there. You got a different skill set than them. You got a different everything than them to get through the game. They could have gotten, get over on their looks. A lot of people do. And that was the, uh, the bonus points that they happen to get. They had a, some people had a great costume. Whatever it is, you know, you got to find out what it is that jumps you up three levels. What makes you do whatever it is when you feel magical and you're like, yeah, I'm on, I'm doing it. And like, and it's consistent. It's all the time. People are like, how is she always like this? You know, cause you get in, you get in that energy and it's momentum and you keep doing it. So as you go through the week, maybe think about, don't think too hard, but sometimes you can have an awareness of where you're at an honest assessment of where you're at because then that tells you what you got to do to get where you want to be right so it could be like okay uh you know I'm trying to see how we could say this I just found out Elvis was a woman or something like that he's probably not dead he probably got mad at me anyway I just found out Elvis was a woman or whatever and um I still love Elvis I still love his voice everything about it still the king but I know now, and my eyes are opened, and I'm no longer fooled. Um, and that's a, diff- that's a different experience, and it's, it's almost like it's a part of growing up, right? And so what I'm saying to you is, whatever part of the game that you're in, whatever level of deception that you've seen through, and you are now equipped to see through it and know how to act accordingly, you're not surprised so you're not thrown off your game, you know, you're seeing things for, you're in level three or four, and you're seeing things and people for who they are pretty early in the interactions before you've even had an altercation or a challenge or competition, you know, you're seeing things for what they are, and you're seeing the game for what it is. That's something else in itself. Number six, maybe. When how you look at the game changes. And your perspective changes back and forth. Between who or what is in control. And how much you are contributing to the creating of your own destiny. That's that's. That's what I'm seeing. 
is that sometimes for me, my creativity might have been dictating that. Okay, now I'm telling them things they don't need to know. And I probably don't need to disclose. But I mean, what else? I don't keep anything from people. What can I keep from these people? Um, I do know how it's all supposed to go together and what it has to be based on what my contribution is. And the disconnect that I was having with a lot of people was because they didn't understand what it is that I'm doing. They, they focus in on the thing and not understanding that it's really me disclosing the nature of the thing. I don't know if that makes any sense. I will figure out a better way to explain it. And when I do, it'll be a chapter in my book. I don't have it right now. I don't have it right now. I'm barely keeping my eyes open. And sometimes it's okay for us to be like, you know what? I just don't, this is what it is right now. This is what it is. Because when we push and we push and we push, it's like it's trying to do things in the natural. And the real thing that's going to jump us ahead three levels at a time is when we're in the spiritual. Or when, better yet, when we can be completely synergized between the mind, the spirit, and the body. That's Olympic. So anyway, I hope that little conversation was interesting. Get people, just start writing stuff down. What's going on. What you're thinking or whatever. And it's for you, it's not for anybody else. It's not necessarily what you're thinking. It's how am I seeing differently from day to day? That, I think that's what makes every day different or special. Like I've had some people be like, but what did you do today? And, and it's so funny because I could probably write a whole blog entry of pages of, I feel like it's like climbing mountains, hurdles that, of things of self-mastery of so many things that I do every day that some people are just like, it's not important at all. But then whatever they're doing after all the, whatever it is that they're doing to, to substitute or supplement the fact that they're not doing the self-work that I'm doing, that they're sitting there in judgment of me, that they're so much better or whatever, then they end up in rehab or not even here. You know, I'd rather be, you know, a flawed person that doesn't have everything every single second. I do the best that I can. I give it all that I've, that I've got. And I know what my contribution is. And I don't let people put perceptions of what they think I need to be, look like, whatever, whatever it is. You know, you can only 
There's times when you got to know when you need to push yourself. And then there's times when if you keep doing that, you're not going to be here. We do, spiritual people know that that is the most difficult thing. When you're spiritual and you're used to doing everything in the spirit and you forget that your body does have rules and limitations. My grandmother did not know that. She would just work past it and you're always going into the spirit to go past it and past it and past it and past it. And you can't do that to yourself. My mother did that too. And and when you want to, you have that like mother-like energy and you want to give, 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 give. I'm telling you, I've seen it enough to learn the lessons from them then I know that there are times when I need to get in a quiet place and meditate or be by myself or just rest. The importance of rest is very, very... I could do a whole thing on that right now of rest. Understanding that the experience that we're going through right now, whether you realize it or not, could be some of the toughest times any of us have ever had from this moment and going forward. That the visions from good to bad that we've had, talking about how things are now, how they can be, what they might be, And just ideas alone, processing ideas and thinking and dreaming and visualizing and manifesting, that's work. It takes energy. And people don't understand it. They really, really don't. When they say, oh, what do you do? And I say, I'm a creator. And some people don't have respect for that. No, they don't understand. Oh, God, they're in the closet. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, I gotta get out of here. That um, I could be creating all day long. Idea after idea after idea and the quality of the ideas. That's work. Somebody's paid six figures to do that. And what I need to figure out is where do I need to be so that my ability to do that, I can make a living off of that. That's what I need to understand. That where do I need to be so that I can use my skills of what I do so that I'm not doing something else instead of doing what my talent is. That's my talent. Is is pulling that processing this environment and then pushing something out of my human experience and manifesting it to say something about what I just saw, what I felt, what I observed, what I whatever, or creating a, a, a way for others to process what's going on and what we're seeing. So understanding what your job and what your function is is so important to being healthy and what you do. And um, I see how my creativity works now and how I 
how I have to set up my life in such a way. And whoever my partner is, is going to have to understand um, that. Because there are times when I'm studying for a story or whatever, and I'm saturated with all this facts and ideas, and yet it may not be what it is yet. And so I got to I gotta grab some colors. I got. I don't. I, I'm not messing with paint or anything yet. But I gotta grab some fabrics and I gotta touch it and I gotta put it together. And I'm doing something that looks completely separate from putting together stories or or making songs or anything. And then when I'm done making that dress, I can go back and be like, okay, this is what my story is, or this is what my this is. Why? Because I'm able to do my art in an abstract way and work some stuff out without verbalizing it. And we have to allow people to do that. I know it's unconventional for people that just, well, I just do it this way and I just sit down for eight hours and I write and write and write and then I just keep doing that day in and day out. No, I don't know how you do it, but I have to renew my mind. I have to live I have to if I'm gonna write a new story if I'm gonna make up a new song if I'm gonna hear a new melody I have to take things in so that I can express myself and and this kind of like thing where not really some people are not digesting anything of substance and they're expecting to just create the most fantastic and and beat everything and whatever and they're not they're not doing that part of it and then they're talking about I want to be the greatest actress ever really and it's going to take more than just watching other people's performances it's going to take thinking some stuff about life thinking some stuff about four walls about floors about you got to have some thoughts to put into what it is that you're doing. Or you're going to be boring. You could have the best voice on the planet. You could riff a hole in the wall. You can hit the notes off the chart. But if, they, if, there's, if there's no information, valuable information coming out, that for us to get something out of it. That's the thing. And I was thinking about Aretha again. And her performance style. Not incredibly visual. For me. Not incredibly visual. With, with visual information at all. But vocally, I, I think I understood she, she went, there's a space, and she was doing things. And that's where the, that's where the story was. It was just in a, told in a different way from a different place. And I think it set her apart. Because it was a, uh... It was some other aspect of a spiritual place that she was coming from. And it wasn't a part of the same thing when you see her sing 
when you look in other people's eyes, she was just in a different place from wherever it was that they were. And I wonder if she had to do that in order to be a gospel artist in a pop environment. I wonder if that's how she tackled that. I don't know. It's interesting. And one day when I have time, I'm going to just, I'm going to dig into that. That's fascinating. But that's what makes people, that's what made her a queen. That she just occupied, it's not even a voice. She occupied a space that was all her own. Vocally, it's just a space that was all her own. And that is, that's what it is. You know, that's what it is. And we're all different. It does, you know, some people, style is completely different of communication, different communication styles. And why, why, you know, it's easy to just say, oh yeah, it's all different and it's all good. No, why I say that is, she's not a part of Motown. But when you look at, um, let's take Motown as a good example. And you have a lot of the same, I think they, they all wrote songs for each other. It was like a collective and they wrote songs for each other. So... How is it that you have the same group of people writing the songs, but every song sounded different? And every artist, um, had a different thing for you, for what you needed, you know? Every artist was a different piece. That you need it wasn't about I don't think it was about compete I don't think you said oh I need Tammy Terrell more than I need Diana Ross I wasn't alive back then I don't know but for me when I look at a lot of these artists that are not from my era I just think of it as like fairy godparents that when you're feeling any kind of a, a way they got that slice of philosophy of wisdom to impart to you on a level that is beyond speech and even beyond the lyrics that they're singing to you. It's it's in the music. And that's why they, I think that's why they call it soul music. Soul music. And that's why it endures. And that's why it'll always sell from back then. In ways that even soul music, I'm not knocking it now. But what they had, what people like Aretha were giving you in a record. The performance. There's something. Alright, I gotta go to sleep now. But uh, lots and lots of growth this week. And um, 
it was very frustrating having an ex that was such an opposite of mine. People are like, why are you talking about him? And blah, 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 and they're all into like, you know, soap operas or whatever. And it's not that at all. This person was in my life for the life lessons. And with a lot of people that are twin flames, even if it's a fake twin flame, whatever. That person is the exact opposite of you. So... Even if you're having to battle them or to communicate or show that they're wrong or whatever it is that you have to do, you have to know enough of it and yourself to even explain it. So that means that you've learned a lot. Just being able to articulate it is humongous. And then being able to compare it to what they're doing that's something else do you know and i, I don't when i say compare you don't understand what i mean i mean their philosophy and their technique for life and for accomplishing whatever it is that they do is a certain way and 9 times out of 10 they are the exact opposite exact opposite so both challenge each other and that person is also going to learn from you when you say oh no 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 it's this and then they say oh no 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 it's this and then sometimes it'll be like well whoever has the material wealth from their philosophy is the winner not necessarily not necessarily. I propose a theory that the winner is the person who has the greatest, most balanced quality of life. Meaning all aspects are in balance. Your mind, your body, and your spirit. Your home life that you are you have the same integrity as the image that you present in your home, what you watch, what you take in, what you, not. I'm not talking about perfection or any kind of false anything. I'm saying just that you're pretty balanced, not to any extreme, and you can roll with the punches, and you're pretty happy, and you know what it takes to make you happy. And it's not necessarily things that are outside of yourself or that are superficial or dependent on certain conditions. Your happiness in life should not depend on just conditions. I think some of those Twilight Zone episodes and the one step beyond episodes that I've been analyzing and looking at. And I hope you guys have been, you know, taking advantage of some some of those episodes were great. I tried to put the good ones on the list of seeing, you know, oh, if we just had this, then everything would be perfect. I I felt 
even though sometimes I say my money, my money, because I'm talking to him, and I know that he's hoards, hoards it, so I'll say that, but that's not really what I'm saying. What I'm saying is my justice, my justice, my justice, my dignity, my dignity, my dignity. Whatever you seek to take that is not your own, whatever you seek to project that is not my own, respect, respect, respect my boundaries and respect yourself. Love, love, love yourself. And then you, you won't be so caring about what I'm doing. You won't care about what anybody's doing. Because you're doing what you're here to do. And that's it. Uh, that's it for tonight. And that's enough. Sometimes you gotta just be able to say, that's enough. And maybe people can't see it now. But all this I, that I know that I've sown to the spirit, I think it's a very important thing. I can see how God could be using me, even though I don't see the fullness of the plan. I don't see the fullness of the plan yet myself, I don't. I have an inkling, but maybe he wants people to see. I took a chance many, many years ago, and I took that chance to invest in spirituality. And boy, did people look at me like I was crazy. And they called me a loser, and they called me worse than that behind my back I'm sure because it's all about money and things and the appearance of being good but maybe not really having a real good heart you don't ever have to be per I never felt that I had to be perfect and I tried with all my might to never let anyone put that yoke on me. Because I'm just a student and I'm here to learn. And I don't ever want to be on that pedestal. I don't ever want to be that whole diva not. I don't want that. I really don't. Because then you stop learning. I don't want any parts of that. I want to always be like, ooh, what's this? What does that have to do with that? Oh. Could it have to do with that? You know, like, totally. I still have so much to learn. And I think learning is like the 90% the enjoyment of life is learning. And it's so sad that that's the thing that people are so traumatized kids especially when they're young and then they grow up with the same the the trauma of not being able to think or 
you know, really explore because those things that happen in the system. But I believe that we're gonna change the system. We're already doing it by changing ourselves. We're changing the system. One aha moment at a time we're doing that. And I bet you some people are sitting in shock. Like, what do they, they think they're going to do this just by thoughts and praying and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Because with just the word, God spoke existence into existence. And prayer, you're visualizing exactly what you're going to manifest. That's a prerequisite. So I can't wait for people to see how the invisible becomes tangible and all that. So that maybe people that are thinking that it's only about the physical, they need to see. And God needed to show them because people want miracles. They want miracles. Well, there's no way she could ever look like anything. There's no way, you know, and I'm not talking about, you know, personally. I'm just saying there's, you know, we all have these thoughts, you know. And then he makes us fools, you know. He could do whatever he wants at any moment in time with any one of us. He really can. And uh, I'm, I'm aware that he's got a bigger plan and I some things we're not gonna know and we just have to have faith Kyler Powers Radio see you tomorrow not so private podcast